the best Kiwi event in New Zealand, this. Crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another Catman Do Coast to Coast podcast brought to you, of course, by Team CP, your endurance coaching specialist. You know, I would normally say uh, the podcast that is designed to get you from the west coast of uh, the South Island all the way across to the east coast. But tonight, I want to say this is the podcast that was that that what was going to say something about that, you know, you should have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the podcast that got you across from the West Coast to the East Coast, hopefully. Richard Greer, welcome to it. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well done. Well done. And uh, what a successful weekend. Great to be part oh. of that event. And uh, and and actually really good to have, some, like it was tough in the kayak, but some pretty speedy conditions and, and great to see so many longest day athletes, especially making it to the finish line this year, which was pretty special. Yeah, I mean, the 42nd running of the uh, Kathmandu coast to coast, it was, uh, look, all in all, it was some pretty good weather, really, for, uh, mm. well, two days, Friday, so it was a golden day. It was a golden day. How good was it at Klondike Corner, chilling out in the sun? Uh, that, that's definitely one of the best parts of the whole event, isn't it? So sort of having done your thing and then just sort of relaxing with friends and family, um, sharing some stories, etc. Well, it was certainly a, it was certainly a, uh, a new year. Uh, obviously, we've got a new champion. Uh, in our male, yes. we've got an existing champion in our in our female category. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, Simone will be the only carryover for the for this year, won't she? Well, yeah, I don't know down the categories and things like that, but yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, yeah, in terms of those individuals. Actually, you're right. We have got a multi-time old man, <laughs> oh, moderately old man. Thank you for joining us here right now, Richard. Eh? <laughs> you did yeah, go yeah, back yeah, to yeah. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Back to back to back. Something like that. I to was just going to say, is that like a three-peat or we had a four-peat? Yeah, almost four, No, no. Well, we got um, we got uh, put off due to COVID one year. So I'm, I'm claiming five because I've trained for five, but we only managed to do four. So, I mean, yeah, I would have probably won the whole thing that year, uh, given the chance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well, look. Hey, mate, just quickly then before, because we we've we got a, a star-studded yep. – uh, um, lineup going on here um just trying to fix some sound here hopefully um that uh hopefully maybe that might be better sorry about that i think my sound might have just been a bit off but anyway uh we've got a star-studded lineup but let's just talk about richard greer because once again mate you did tow the line you did start at uh serpentine beach on friday morning you'd, you'd done a lot of preparation for yourself but for many of our other competitors putting the support mm together and all those sort of things you get to put that aside for five minutes and and turn the race on and uh had to go mate yeah yeah great no it's so good to be able to do that and i think that's a testament to um first of all our team um for you for what you do and then also sandra and and our and our crew with uh, my brother leighton and, and eddie um doing the hard yards in regards to that um the support crew service that we do for internationals to allow me to actually focus a little bit on that so that makes a massive difference um and uh, yeah, to Tash and the kids and my family as well, actually, to because it is a fair commitment to to train for this thing. And it is it's interesting, isn't it? Like the coast to coast is not an event that you you want to turn off half pie. You want to go and give it your best. So it's always when you do stand on the start line, you want to make sure that you you give the best showing of yourself as well. So yeah, it was great. Um, just yeah, like 
all, a good run off the beach. It was all fine. Fantastic first bike ride, like really steady and easy. Well, not easy, Stop. but solid. Let's, let's talk about the off the beach. For those of you that are watching, watching live, plenty of you watching live, thinking about it. There'll be a few of you that are listening to this as a podcast afterwards, but I'm just putting up a picture that we've got. We've got this great shot, and you've almost got the whole shot there, mate. You've got your smack bang in the middle of the pack there. Everybody's like a triangle panned out behind you. You're leading the way down that straight. How about that? I was, actually, I was actually playing the bagpipes at that point as well. Uh, William Wallace style. Did you know that? Did you not hear that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's all about first under the banner i think what i've done in the last few years is i've i don't know uh may, like um maybe I shouldn't share this so much but it's probably good to like to go on like to count down from 10 probably going about three or so um from the start so that does give me <laughs> old legs a little bit of a chance uh and yeah and you like i'm pleased the photo wasn't taken again another sort of five ten seconds later because that those yellow shorts probably would have been swamped not long after that i'm, I'm sure there's plenty of shots as you've gone down there we've picked the best one as we can uh, <laughs> and, and rightly so too rightly so yeah, too. Yeah. and look okay so let's just quickly richard grab you got in the first bunch i was lucky enough to be alongside you there for a wee bit looking good i did like to tell a wee story that uh when we rolled up beside you and i roll out the window with the camera and everything going and uh that uh of course you had finn there and you had sam there and everybody else in that lead bunch and yep. and i'm sure i could hear them all have a little chuckle when i was trying to get some video footage of you and i yelled out richard i need you to come to the front now uh, <laughs> well i should have said to them all actually like actually when i first did this race in 2001 you guys were half you probably weren't even born so uh it's probably fair that old man sits on the back isn't it <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. So, no, I could just see them all having a chuckle at you getting told that it's uh, about time you come to the front, Rich, for the but, just for the photo. Yeah, and then right. I'm sure once the footage was done, you disappeared backwards again. Straight you know, back to the 100%. Yeah, don't want to, don't want to overdo it at that stage. But uh, uh, pretty cool at the um, at that first Aikens transition uh, to run through, and then Nate, my 16 year old son, popped up out of the middle of the crowd in the awesome guy. Uh, full lycra suit uh, running along. We, he had a, yellow, had a yellow sweatband to give me and then uh, grabbed, threw him his helmet and then uh, my helmet and then ran down, grabbed my bag. And uh, then Megan, uh, just a bit, like stepping back a little bit, we had a run through of our support crew uh, on the Sunday before. And Megan's a school teacher, comes out with her clipboard and a piece of paper. And the only thing she wrote on that piece of paper with her clipboard was confetti cannon. So as I got my bag, the confetti cannon went off and, and boom, we're onto the mountain run. So that was that was heaps of fun. Good, good, uh, good vibes here, that's for sure. Was definitely the best exit, that's for sure. <laughs> and then slowly sort of got worse from that as far as my mountain run goes. But, uh, but so the, tough day on the mountain? It was a tough day on the mountain. Yeah, the the um, the young guys did super well, ran really well, and I just didn't have the 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 leg. No, not not so much the legs, more the lungs. I've been crook for a few weeks before, so just uh, had done everything I could just to stand on the start line. But um, that just wasn't to be my day on that particular day. So um, uh, just battled on and and made it across the finish line. So yeah, good to be part of it. Well, day two dawned, and I remember last year day two dawned. And you did not want to get out of bed last year. Last year we was, we struggled to get you out of out of the bed. This year you were up and sprightly and ready to go. Oh no, it's good. I, and again, I don't think my my legs. Uh, it was my lungs that held me up. So my legs were actually feeling pretty good. So um, yeah, had a had a cracking first bike ride, sixty k's. I think it took us oh, not much more than twenty minutes that first bike ride, which was crazy. Um, so that was super fun getting across there and and then down to the boat and. Uh, 
and then yeah, the paddle, uh, a few dodgy line choices early on, um, which is all part of that. Uh, there was one particular Ryan Tate who was who had just passed me. He he was going particularly well actually, and uh, there was he was heading down to the right of the braid, and I was like, oh, it could be left, could be right. How's he going? How's he going? Oh no, it looks pretty good. I'll go right. And as soon as I went right, then he got out of his boat and started portaging it. So that wasn't ideal. Um, but I'll take take my own responsibility for that one, opposed to uh, blaming Ryan particularly. Um, but uh, after that, paddle went well. And then the final bike ride, you couldn't ask for better when uh, just a good transition and then um, got up the hill. And the beauty of the two days, you get to ride with a few others. So uh, Sam King come up behind me and then another um, team guy, Luke. And then the three of us rode together into Christchurch, which was just epic to um, just get that ride done so quickly. Um, after the tailwind in the gorge, tailwind in the boat, and then a big tailwind on the way home. Um, it's it's incredible the difference of weather conditions across that two-day earlier on in the day versus what those longest-day guys had to contend with later on. Yeah, I think you definitely got the got the pick of all the weathers mm. there in the two-day at the front end of that. Well, congratulations, mate. You did come across uh, and win the, uh, what is it, Veterans, Masters? What is it? What you, what, what Moderately you, old, yeah, something like that. Probably veteran. You yeah. old. <laughs> Yeah. it was a good job no i was super pleased to see that happen and uh and certainly keeping those young ones like you say might not have even been born when you were first doing this uh <laughs> but uh keeping them honest mate you certainly you've certainly still got it eh mm. oh that's the whole thing is it just trying to pretend that we've still got it so so yeah i, I think we'll we'll claim that for this moment but um uh glenn in, our, in his picks prior to like in our last podcast put his top 10 up to he? he's uh put his rankings up on who was who was number one versus number 10 in terms of the, that elite field how did you go did you get the trifecta at the tab in the men's and women's field no Negative. you did not no Negative. no no and i'm no. not really a betting guy anyway Richard. are you not oh, really like to just you know as a as a you know as a uh as part of the media team i've got to stay impartial and you know just okay. <laughs> sure sure yeah no that's good so yeah and the men's rank, rank number two number four number 10 number one and number three was the top five and the women's number one number six number two number four and number three so interesting how there's a there's a six and a ten amongst the, that list as well which shows some some pretty awesome performances from from a hannah london and ben phillips to get up to to have a crack at that uh, that top step of the uh, the podium, so pretty pretty awesome racing all round. Was indeed righto. Let's crack on with our show, mate. Enough about us so. or about you. Yes. We've got uh, we've got all the hitters. We've got our elite men's uh, longest day world champion Hamish Elliott on. We've got uh, our elite women's world champion on Simone Mayer. Uh, Lizzie's going to join us with her stories uh, of of her two-day race. I've uh, got an interview with Hamish Blake, who we were lucky enough to host uh, throughout the weekend, and our race director, Glenn Curry, with a bit of luck, is going to round our show off. What a show that is. That's absolutely. It's, uh, it's Hamish in the background there. There he is. A big congratulations, Hey, eh? Where's the trophy? You going to hold it up? What? What? Uh, no, it's actually out in the car, actually. It's in the car. <laughs> in the car. It's going everywhere. <laughs> hope you locked it. I hope you locked the car. Yeah, safe, safe boundaries here. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Cars, good. Cars good. got more security than the house has, Richard. <laughs> How's the, is the reality of what you've done in the weekend sunk in yet, Hamish? Uh, I don't think it has. Um, it's been quite overwhelming. 
the last few days, uh, the messages and supports I've received. Um, and yeah, I guess even just reading the newspaper and you're in the same article as Dougal and Braden, then um, and then the same sentences. It's it is quite um, quite special, and it will take a bit to yeah sink in. I think. Good job, good job, and and uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Your fourth attempt at this race. What does winning the Kathmandu, Kathmandu Coast to Coast mean to you? What does this sort of actually nailing this? And and only four turns to get there is actually not too bad. There's a lot of people that have done a lot more and, and finally got there. What does it mean? Uh, yeah, cheers. It's it's quite special. Um, I've like anyone who's compete who competes in the race at that front end sacrifices a lot to uh, perform and compete um, so I guess drawing on all the sacrifice and um, and everything I've put put behind or put aside uh, to be in the best condition and, and train towards that top step um, yeah was quite very rewarding so um, yeah I guess yeah it has been quite quite satisfying to, to get that top step yeah Good job, good job. Talk us how through you how your race unfolded. I was a bit busy on Saturday morning, so I wasn't able to follow you too closely. But um, but but from all I can hear is that you you basically laid it down. You said, "Catch me if you can." Um, as far as I can tell, was that the tactic? Was it just a matter of I'm going to run my race? Tell us how how your race unfolded from the beach. Yep, um, beach run to the bikes. Usually, yeah. They all run, everyone runs fast. I just step in behind and, and let whoever wants to run fast, run fast. And I'll just keep on their feet. And there's no need to panic at that time of the day. Um, mm-hmm. On the bike, it was a good bunch. I thought everyone rode pretty fairly, um, rolled through. There's a few times where, where someone wouldn't come through and the bunch might slow up. I thought Ben Phillips was very honest and kept the uh, the 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 bunch riding well and mm-hmm. kept it moving and he, and he would um, move forward and, and, and pull the, pull the bunch uh, oh, forward to keep moving sometimes or just to keep that punch in the bunch. Um, yep. so, how many were you, how many was the front bunch this time around? Um, well, there must've been close to 20. Okay. Right. So yeah. quite big compared to other it years. Was. Yeah. And, but now to be fair, I didn't think there were a few, you lacking behind, or there's probably just the the few were they weren't lacking. They were just probably so um, probably riding out of their um, their capabilities in that front bunch. That's probably why mm. they were at the back. But um, yeah. as far as like everyone did, was did I thought did a pretty fair turn really. Like um, yeah. and yeah, yeah. So now the, the first ride was good and it was smooth and it was um, it wasn't yeah it wasn't too surgy. Um, but yeah, yeah, Ben. I could tell Ben just wanted to press a bit harder than everyone else, as yeah. what an Ironman cyclist probably would do in a um, coast-to-coast bunch ride at the start of the race. So yeah, yeah. so that went well. Um, run leg, I went straight to the front, and it was a bit of sort of mindset was get out of sight and but stay smooth and efficient. So I'd planned to maybe run a couple minutes slower than usual and mm-hmm. just can just conserve energy on those real pinchy spots where you don't make a lot of time up if you run it or you walk it 
but you yeah. use a lot less energy walking it than running it. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, especially on the descent, I chose to probably press a wee bit harder on the up and get up over the duck boards. We and in the descent where you can let yourself recover off that, um, off the un- incline and, and over the pass, and then like all those little uphill pinches on the descent, I took quite carefully and just yeah looked after the legs and I, yep. I really was wanting to aim to ride strong in that middle ride so that was sort of the the mindset there um middle ride middle ride i rode the best i've ever rode um power was good um got in good good nutrition liquid there a lot of liquid um and got around got around to the kayak in quite good form um mm-hmm. and i just felt like running down to the kayak my legs and my body just felt strong still like previous years i've started to fold and my support crew have been like just take it easy and, and get yourself back together but this year like yeah taylor and i run down there quite quickly and and i just felt strong running which gave me the incentive that i'm, I'm still sort of in good in good shape getting into the mm-hmm. boat which was mm-hmm. quite good confidence um getting boat wise i got beached at the start i think what you were talking about at the start, I went right as well and run out of water. Um, I didn't have to get out of my boat, so that was quite lucky, but and got into flow. Um, yeah, soon after, but I still felt like, yeah, that was quite a, yeah, knock to the confidence at the start. It's not what you want at that stage, do you, knowing that you're leading the race and I've, uh, I need, I need as much to go right here as I can. And, and all of a sudden you're sort of, you're, you're, you've lost your momentum and rhythm a bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you, you feel like you've worked hard to get that five minutes gain and you've just given away potentially two or three minutes of, well, say 90 yeah. seconds of just not, like free yeah. time to Alex mm. And, and, mm. and the rest. And so, but no, got in, got in good rhythm in the, in the boat. Um, yeah, J- James, has, I've obviously been working with James and it's and the padding's been moving really well. He'd, he'd given me a lot of confidence to back myself on the river and to previous years I hadn't. Um, probably had that confidence in, in myself and um, yeah I think that the pedal the whole pedal went reasonably smoothly the only problem was I hadn't trained with a bib over my PFD and my tubes would come up out of my drink system which I did oh, no. have to stop pedaling three times and plug them back in because I knew I needed that liquid in that boat um, <laughs> so oh and by all means, like I didn't expect everything to go right, but that was just a small, um, small I like drink systems and kayaks. You know what they're like; they're pretty unreliable. Um, yeah. So, but elsewise, no energy was good. Like I felt strong through the pedal. I like below Woodstock, you you could get tired, but um, yeah, I guess just having yeah having that um belief to to pull yeah hold on I guess hold on to the end of the paddle at least and then see what the split is and um getting out of the boat same again I felt felt good on my legs again and up and on the bike so um last ride I didn't really get any splits um Taylor's dad was on south ear but I only got a something 30 so I got it was something in half a minute but I didn't hear the what the minutes were so that was quite um yeah quite hard to take when i was like oh like is that a deficit or is it um am i gaining and 
Uh, and then it wasn't at all. I got into Christchurch and he was there again. And he's like, you you got to keep moving because <laughs> um, he Alex is coming fast. So, um, yeah, and you just, just snuck in, I guess. Yeah. But Good job. Was, was there... Was there a particular stage of the race that you're like, yep, I believe I can win this? Um, or was that from the mountain run? Like, where were you sort of thinking, actually, I'm, I think I've got this? Yeah, I guess, like, going into the race and wanting to compete, I think you've got to have that belief right from the start. Um, and that includes riding smart in the bunch and still being fair to your um, competitors yep. doing your turn. But, um I, I, I visualized a lot of getting into that kayak and having and just drawing on belief because it's hard to believe believe in yourself when you've still got four, five, six hours of racing to go and you're yeah. pretty wrecked already getting into the boat. And so I already already had visualized that moment and knew that that belief just had to start then and mm -hmm. and, and mm -hmm. just go through the paddle and just keep keep going, like keep believing that. You, you can like hang on to that lead and the further i got down probably that more that grew when i was like there was no one there like halfway i got caught last year and and then i got to halfway this year i was all like, just like the odd glance behind and i couldn't see any boat and i was like, all like okay I'll, um yeah and then you by the time i got to woodstock i was like well they're still not on me so potentially there's, there's not a lot of gain going on if alex was only five minutes and i can't see him yeah uh, so it was probably at that pedal and I didn't definitely didn't believe I could. Well, like I had to believe that I could win it there, but I definitely didn't think I'd won it at all. Like mm -hmm. to, to do that, but um, yeah, I, I guess yeah, that start of the kayak like um was probably a key point of, and that come with the pre-race um, preparation. Yeah. Nice. That's that's and that's good advice for others as well. It's about that belief, isn't it? Because you can't be running scared because otherwise that changes like the way you move too. Uh, you've got to have that belief, and 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 that belief, by the sounds of it, it's kind of growing. The further, the deeper you went into the race this year, because you you know what it feels like to race from the front, but I'm still racing the, from the front, and I've still got this, and I've still got this, and uh, yeah, uh, knowing that Alex is coming towards the back end, and and knowing that he's a strong cyclist. What was your mentality there? What was your, what was your thinking in that stage? Um, well, I probably was probably almost too relaxed. I um, getting out of the boat. I I drew on. I'm a shocker for looking at previous results. And so Alex and I had a similar time last year on that last ride. And okay. So I was like, well, I've got eight minutes and a tailwind. Surely he can't outride me. And I did not at all write off at all. But I was like. I'm, I'm going to take that as confidence and Good. get on that bike and still ride. Like I still rode as hard as I could and my power was dropping near the end, but it was still, I was still maintaining my, my, my effort and it was still, uh, it definitely wasn't comfortable, but it was sustainable. Um, and yeah, I guess, yeah, having, yeah, um, you got on that bike and, and start, and start yeah, get, on, get into the rhythm and, um, yeah, I knew, I knew Alex would, chase hard like he's, he's, a, he's a competitor for sure he certainly is a competitor that's right he left it all out there as well um was there a special moment in the race for you that 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 stood out at a particular moment that uh whether it's support from others or or whether like actually i'm enjoying this this challenge like is there a special thing that like hey that was pretty awesome yeah i, I like it how you and um mentioned like enjoying it like i think 
I, even running through the run, like I always enjoy the run, but it's important to, I think like if you're enjoying something, you do it well. So if you're, if, so I pre-race again, like I, I just had to enjoy the, the experience, the time, the ups and the downs. And um, I, I, I truly believe in, if you're just if you're genuinely enjoying something, you generally do it well. And yeah, that was through the run, like mindset as well. Um, just enjoying the moment um, and then and coming through the TAs, especially running down to the kayak was quite um, enjoyable. Like body was strong. Um, Taylor was um, support crew and he was giving me good advice. He was, he was letting me know what was going on. Um, and there's a lot of other people carrying boats down and supporting and, um, yeah, yeah. and giving me a, a, a kind gesture or something um, running down and comments, which was, which was quite nice. Um, and I guess that in the, at the end, at the finish with um, my old man also going for me was quite cool. Um, he was pretty, pretty stoked and my auntie and uncle, Craig and Helen, um, yeah, they, they, yeah, they were quite, quite special as well. So good, so good. That's pretty exciting when, when people are cheering for you and know who you are and, and you're leading the longest day. That's pretty awesome. Um, uh, you've credited your coach, James Munro, for giving you that little bit extra. What was your approach heading into the race and how did it differ from previous years? You've talked about that mental, a bit of that visualisation about what it's going to feel like and what I want to feel like. Um, what was different from previous years for you? Um, I was probably a bit more structured this year with the training. I went to James at the end of August and told him to train me like as if I was a kayaker and not, nothing else. So he, James, um, James just did my paddle program. So he was just solely doing my kayak program, um, and he was training me as if basically like obviously he knew I was running and biking, but heavy like like basically just a six month pedal block into the race. Um, and I just fitted my running and biking in around it. Um, we did have easier weeks uh, or easier sort of starts to the weeks, and then it would build in the weekend again, and then would go go big for another three weeks. So that's sort of what training looked like. Um, and yeah, race preparation. Um, I know, I'd, I'd, yeah, probably draw on my um, first coach, um, Mark, who really probably taught me how to race by feel and I think that really come into place uh, especially in a race like this where mm -hmm. there's so many variables you're not running on pace or okay you might use heart rate um, I don't and um, it, my whole race was basically by by feel really um, the last mm -hmm. ride I was riding with power on the bike and yeah that sort of yeah how preparation went and it went well like there was no sickness or injury or yeah, I was taxed a lot of the time, but I didn't feel like I was. We were overdoing it, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, I do. Um, I really enjoyed working with James. He's very professional, and um, and yeah, um, kept me so very honest in training, but also, yeah, I guess we we sort of fed off each other as as, as two athletes. Would yeah. I know, I know you. I know you train. Uh, to be the best you can, but this race feels a lot more. You know, if you look at the the wide range of people that compete in this range, and I and I look at your runtime of two fifty nine, and then I look at Agri as one of three hours fifty, and you know Richard's no slug, but he's an, he's an hour slower than you are. Um, like, how how does it now? It's like with the depth of of competitors in this field now, because let's be honest, like the top ten plus, there's there's a real depth of competitors in there. The attitude now, I guess, is it's not like do you think about the pace that you're running when you're running that 
you look and go, oh, is this too much? Is not, or is it just blanket out? I've just got to go until I blow. If I hold, I hold. If I don't, I don't. Is that like today's attitude to winning the coast to coast? Yeah, I think. Yeah, depend. I think it depends on the athlete. Um, I know do Dougal would race a lot on data, and he'd, he'd probably consider um, watching his heart rate. Um, when, well, yeah, he, he's talked about this. Um, I think Sam Manson's another sort of more data-focused um, athlete. Myself, um, I always admire Braden's racing, and I always admire inspired that my race would look a bit like his, where it would just rip the run. Um, I'm probably a bit more conservative than him, um, and yeah, get in get in the boat. And I've trained with Braden, and the advice is pretty straightforward, like in the boat don't worry about technique just keep ripping that paddle and um the other bit of advice he told me was if you can eat solid food after the run you're not racing hard enough so um <laughs> between well yeah you can choose and take what you take but yeah i guess my race i i um preferably race by feel and i'm grateful that i somehow you somewhat know how to um you do get caught out now and again when you don't check in with yourself and you do blow but um and especially in the paddle i i trained all season with a cadence sensor and i knew what my effort and cadence should be but for some reason my cadence sensor didn't connect to my watch when i got there and so the paddle was all by feel there was no heart rate or data in the boat either so well, it's funny you yeah. say that it's that, that you, you quote Braden Curry. I don't know, it might have been nine o'clock at night, it might have been 10 o'clock at night, I don't know, standing on the finish line with Glenn. And he said that your effort uh, on Saturday was very Braden Curry esque. Like it was very same sort of thing, you know, just rip it on the run and let's just, let's go, folks. You want to catch me? It's it's in your court. Yeah, for sure. Now he's, um, Braden's been good to me and, um, and inspired a lot of athletes, I'm sure, but um, also, yeah, with, with gear and with training, inviting me training. And um, we had planned to train together a bit in January, but I think we're both too stubborn to change our programs. So um, we never actually ended up catching up. But um, yeah, um, I do, yeah, um, admire his racing talent and good. skills. Good. Well, sure. what, about, what about next year, Hamish? This year's done and dusted. You've got a lovely trophy. Uh, you've got your name in the paper. You've got all of those things. What happens next year? Um, yeah, I've, I've been asked that a lot the last couple of days. Uh, I think there will be a return. Um, nice. I think, yeah, I think the, the event draws athletes back. Um, I think defending it would bring a new motivation and I think more motivation. Um, not that I'm not unmotivated. Um, not motivated, mm-hmm. but what you're saying, though, um, yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think there will um, plan to be a, another coast build next summer. Beautiful, how good! So good. Say so, so thanks so much for joining us, Hamish. Um, make sure you spend some time basking in your glory because because uh, you've had an absolute um, blinder of a day, and and uh, yeah, really love the way you race and and congratulations. Thanks, Richard, and thanks, Angus. No worries, Hamish, mate. Uh, thank you so well much. Congratulations once again. Oh, Rich, how about that? Our uh, our 
42nd running Kathmandu Coast to Coast male champion, 10 hours, 48 minutes. It's a sprint race, mate. It's no endurance race. <laughs> it is a sprint. And that's how they approach it too. It's uh, it's approached like a sprint race. It's not an endurance race at all. We're just, we're working hard the whole time. Um, I think that's probably part of the reason I don't race to heart rate. And part of the reason I don't is that it scares you. You look at the watch and go, oh God, I can't keep that up. So then you'd maybe button off a little bit. So yeah, uh, full credit to those guys. They're a full another level. It's it's so impressive. Um, the guys and girls at the front of that longest day field, um, absolute athletes. Yeah, I mean, you know, longest day is is exactly that. i got to take my hat off. Like we were there right to the end. We had a couple of our CP athletes uh, who completed their longest day and mm. were just unbelievably proud of the effort that they put in. They were they were emotionally proud about what the effort they put in totally. themselves. But it's a long day, you know, 16 plus hours for some of those uh, athletes. Yep. And that's a long time to be out there. It is, it is, 100%. They're quite different, aren't they? Quite different uh, ways you approach those two races. So, um, yeah, no, well done for everyone that managed to make it across that finish line, whichever event that you're lining up for. Absolutely. Okay, let's keep, let's keep rolling because we have another yep. winner. Uh, oh, we're going to Lizzie next, are we? Two yeah, days? Let's have a chat to Lizzie, shall we? Or, well, you, you're well, cool. She's a winner anyway, isn't she? Like, Lizzie's a winner anyway. I was going to say, am I not a winner? No, no. Lizzie, <laughs> Look at all those medals behind you, Lizzie. You're yeah. definitely a winner. That's fantastic. That's well done. my bike trainer is. That's my motivation to keep me on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well done. Hey, so stoked I had a good catch up with you on, uh, what, Thursday registration. You were, well, probably mm. one registration, actually. You were sort of one of the first ones there um to to pick up your race back which is pretty awesome um but it's been a big job to actually get to the start line for you hasn't it um and and when we talk about the fact that one of the things that you're doing around racing was uh fundraising for the westback helicopter because that's a um something that's dear to your heart uh, for, for 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 a good reason you, um tell us about you your build-up you used it a couple of times lizzie yeah, yeah, just tw- just twice for now. Just twice, but... Yeah, twice is still a lot. <laughs> just twice, two more than most of us. Um, tell us about your build up and what it was about, and what it, how long it took, and what it took to actually stand on the start line. What it meant to you? Yeah, I mean, I guess I first started looking at coast two years ago. Like I'd been to watch the finish line and was like, oh yeah, I could I could give this a go. And yeah, I started learning to kayak pretty early because. Yeah, I did a bit of triathlon, so I knew I could bike and I could run. And uh, yeah, I think three months into kayak training, I then was on a hiking multi-day trip and yeah, just tripped and had major trauma to my ankle and that was helicoptered out. So um, unfortunately, that took a long time to recover from uh, because it took a long time for them to figure out what was actually going on. And yeah, there's a lot of rehab and surgery and still had ongoing pain, still have ongoing pain, going to have another surgery soon. So um, yeah, it's just been hard for me to kind of consistently train. And uh, luckily I'm very determined and I knew that I would do the race <laughs> in some capacity. Good job. Good job. Awesome, Lizzie. What was your favourite part of the race and why? Oh, the last bike ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a bit of me. That was definitely a, a bit of me. That was, yeah, that fast, flat, head down, bum up, like, yeah, go. And, you know, I did the first, I think the first 20K, I timed it really well. Yeah, just got timed really badly because of the um, Gorge Bridge. They were just about to let, to let some cars over, but they stopped and let me go. But by that by time, like, a few people had already gone, so I'd missed that bunch. So I was on yeah. my own for, the, I think, the first 20K, but I was like, 
no, this is fine. Like, this is what I'm used to, like, training on the mm-hmm. bike on my own. So just absolutely hammered it. And, yeah, I was definitely at the fastest first 20k and then caught up with some people and yeah made them work with me yeah God, you will work with me because i've got you up. Yeah. <laughs> um before you got on the bike there was uh it was pretty windy um as i was pedaling down there i was like yeah. oh heck if it's this windy for me what's it going to be like behind me um there was a bit of carnage people were sort of struggling in the wind how did you find it what was your experience um i actually didn't find it that bad <laughs> um because i mean i was in uh the nickname bertha the barracuda yeah so it was a beach coma um so it was quite stable and the last time i'd actually been through the gorge there was a nor'wester not quite as strong but still enough so i kind of already you know i was pretty happy with what to do and make the decisions extra early and kind of yeah really think about you know where the wind's going to put my boat so where do i need to be in advance so for me it wasn't too bad um but i know for some people it was yeah i mean it was carnage there was boats everywhere left side of the river right side of the river people on rocks like yeah it was it was yeah pretty rough for some people and you managed to navigate your way through that because often like the Mm. the river was relatively like wasn't too crazy the wind was obviously added another level but another level on top of that is other people falling out and kind of navigating your way through the icebergs of upside yeah. down boats how did that go for you oh look i i have a nickname uh by my friends as a bit of a bulldozer because i'll just barge for anything <laughs> like i don't really care if things uh-huh. are on my way i'm like i've got my line i know what i'm doing so okay. yeah i was fine <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but, but yep, the, the barracuda is coming through. Look out. Yeah, I was like, no, I'm coming through. Like, if you're in my way, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. As you go. Nice work. So, obviously, a really good second day. How did your first day go? How, how was that for you? Oh, horrible. Was <laughs> there that? was very, yeah. two very different days. I loved the second day, but the first day was pretty rough. Yeah, um, yeah I just, yeah, on the first bike, I um, couldn't change into my big. Uh, chain ring so i was just stuck in my small one and i just can't turn out the same amount of power and yeah it was a bit hard mentally because i'm like oh the bike's the strongest like if i haven't got my big chain ring like how am i going to keep up with everyone and do Mm. kind of what i want to do so after about 10k it kind of sorted itself out and then i kind of yeah put the power in to try and make up some time which probably wasn't the best idea because i then caught up with um one of my friends i know and i just couldn't hang on i was just i just was wrecked by that point like, i was just like now nah, my legs haven't got it in them um so just kind of yeah struggled through and the bunches weren't that great um yeah. it was pretty tricky to get people to yeah join a bunch and yeah even i'm pretty bossy and even then they still yeah weren't having any of it they're just doing <laughs> their own thing so yeah it was pretty much just yeah into the headwind struggle street and then yeah go into the run which was always going to be my weakest thing anyway so and it was awful okay 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 did you have a chance to, to chat to a few other competitors and look around a little bit and, and try and enjoy it or was it a fair bit of struggle street oh no i mean there was a few people that i saw but it was i was just in pain like i've had back problems uh, leading up to the race just because i've not really had the run training um mm. because of my ankle um and so yeah i've literally just crammed as much running as i can in the last two months which is not advisable yep. <laughs> i do know that but i did yeah. it anyway and um yeah my back muscles are just yeah wrecked so they 
kicked in about halfway through the first bike so i was literally just popping pills and rolling deep heat on my back and okay. yeah just right. getting to the top no drug testing at the end no <laughs> no okay okay that's right lucky glenn's not no strong stuff yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly but you did have the best support crew in the world and Grant and Leah, i did have, so they yeah. were looked after you they were excellent yeah very organized and yeah it was just speedy transition so that was good oh. Yeah, good. What advice would you give to someone else looking to line up for their first Kathmandu Coast to Coast with a ballot open? I think closes next Wednesday mm -hmm. as we yeah. stand at the moment. Is your name in the ballot? Yes. I put it in yes. before the race. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> yeah, you to pull it out. Oh, I knew I'd want to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Start kayaking now. Definitely do the kayaking. It's especially if you've never done it before, it's definitely, yeah, it was definitely real hard for me. So, uh, especially if you're a bit of a nervous puddler, it's it's just tough. So, yeah, learning new skills as an adult is hard work. So, get that yeah. done. Do as many things as you can with the kayak. Like I joined like the Down River Club and did some of the top sport races and, yeah, find a good group of people to, yeah, do some stuff with down the river. So, yeah. Wicked, wicked. What makes the Kathmandu Coast to Coast so special in your, from your perspective, Lizzie? Um, probably, yeah, the people that you meet, like, compared to, like, the triathlon stuff, like, it's triathlon such an individual sport, and, yeah, you can go out and do stuff, but for the race, it's very individual, like, you can't bunch mm. ride or, um, yeah, anything like that, and the swim, obviously, you don't talk to people, so it's, yeah, it's just a sense of community as well, and it's just, mm. yeah, really good to meet like-minded people, and, yeah, everyone kind of supports each other out on course, which is really cool. Wicked, wicked. Well done, Lizzie. Um, yeah, you're not wearing your medal still. You've got it on the wall, have you? No, it's on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You've taken it off. Hey, well done. No, absolutely stoked for you. It's it's so cool to be able to, to be able to share the start line and see you uh, whiz across that finish line because you were looking absolutely fantastic on that uh, Saturday. So well done, and uh, and look forward to seeing you again next year, Lizzie. How good? Yeah, definitely. Thanks, guys. Good job. Thanks, well done. Take Bye. care. Lizzie was another one that I was able to be at the finish line for when she came across uh, at yep. New Brighton Beach. And uh, like we've talked about before, the, the, been, been the privilege of being able to be there to, to see these people first come across and that raw emotion of that they've just they're just shaken hands with Juddy or, or Gurney and yep. uh, got their medal and that signaling I've, I've completed this journey. She was so proud. She was so happy. Uh, I may have had to help her open her can of beer there just to uh, – uh, so she could get a, get a call. I love, though, what I love is, is that she had her name in the ballot. She hadn't actually done Coast to Coast yet, but she knew it was going to be so good, and she knew she was going to want to do it again before she's even done the Kathmandu Coast to Coast that she's entered. So hopefully everybody out there has already got their names in the ballot already to be a part of such a wonderful event. Yeah, good. And I'm sure um, I'm sure Glenn sort of got a mark next to Lizzie since she's been on the podcast. It's a, it's a big job being on the podcast, isn't it? So surely there's a preference. Yeah, I'm not sure. What do you reckon? <laughs> well, look, I'll tell you somebody else who's entered the Coast to Coast many a time. And uh, holy Batman, five-time winner, Simone Mayer, come to the party. Hey, how are you? Kia ora, I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Yeah, Five-time champion, Simone. Five times. How about that? No, I got to hear. But the fifth oh, time yeah. hasn't yeah, been yeah. engraved yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Much better than Hamish. It's still out sitting in the car. So so you've done very well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm walking around with it. Wherever no. I go, I got it with me. Okay. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to mention that now that Glenn's actually listening. Listening, I wasn't going to mention that Hamish. Oh, yeah, got sorry, 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 sorry. 
<laughs> is it still just as special, Simone, as it was when you run, won your first one? Oh, yeah. I think it's even more special than when... Well, the first one was pretty special. They all were pretty special. You know, you think, how does it get any more special? But this one probably topped all of them because it's been the fifth time. And I guess it's equal now with Kathy Lynch, which not many mm. women have done it. <laughs> so it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty surreal, you know, it's still kind of something I'm, uh, you know, um, digesting and yeah, I'm proud of it, <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah, there are not many things what? I'm proud of, but that's something I really feel, you know, like you can actually, I can feel it and it, yeah, it's, it's an amazing thing when you can feel it, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That's so good. I don't know how and, long it will last, but I'm, yeah, I'm, no, I'm riding no, lift, the wave. Live, live it up, absolutely. Ride the wave. I love it. Um, five titles <laughs> and and the great Kathy Lynch. Um, that that's an incredible record. Um, do you have a good idea of how your race is going to pan out? Like, is it like I don't know? Is, I guess it's different for every year when different athletes turn up that you're competing against. But do your do your tactics remain the same or? Or is it a little bit of a, let's see what happens? Well, this year, going into this year's race, um, I guess I knew before the race, um, I was in a pretty good shape because of yeah. my training data. <laughs> um, and so therefore, I, I, I thought I should have a pretty good outcome, you know, but you just never know. So the thing is that, no matter what your training says. I mean, the same has been with, you know, all these youngsters posting all these fast running times over the goat pass and bike times yeah. and pedaling times. But at the end, can you put this together on race day? So that's, you know, a whole different story. And then there's obviously all these things, um, how the unco uncontrollable things that you can't, you know, you can only control so much, but the, for example, the wind, the gas, we couldn't control. And then for example, I don't know, your, your rattle falls apart or, you know, all these things. So, um, yeah, I had a good idea of where I could be. But again, everybody has been becoming better in training. So, yeah, but on the piece of paper, I knew it's probably sort of my, you know, like, yeah, I could be a, a good contender, you know, like have a good shot yeah. at winning it five times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good on you. Good on you. That, that's fantastic. So in terms of like your race, you were not leading off the end of the mountain run. Often, sometimes you have because you're a strong runner. Um, and it wasn't until the paddle that you actually hit the front of the race. Were you just still doing your own this thing year? at that yeah. stage, or was that actually um, that that you knew that that was where you're going to put the hammer down and uh, look to get to the front of the race for you? Yeah, I mean, I I had a pretty good run this year. Um, yeah. I mean, I trained for it, I guess, but you just, I mean, I trained beforehand too, but last year I had hamstring injury and blah, blah, blah. This year I knew I was, I should be in a good shape, but you just never know, as I said, like there are five girls, they're all incredible runners, you know what I mean? When I was with going up to Goats Pass and I wasn't far away from Debbie, she was sort of in eyesight going okay. over Goats Pass. Um, I was pretty relaxed and I probably there was a point where I thought this is, I'm in a really good position and I, you know, this is where I could lose the race. Like, just don't F mm. it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did let her go away because I knew, I was pretty sure that even if she has 10 or 15 minutes, I could, I, we could have a really good race. And that would make it exciting too. You know what I mean? Like, but I was pretty good, um, pretty, pretty, how do you say, um, 
pretty sure that I, I could catch up if that makes sense, you know, and then we, yeah, yeah have a good battle. <laughs> yeah, good. Oh, well I mean, done you never for know 100%, but I, I had a good, I had a good gut feeling. Yeah. Good on you. Well done for thinking of the spectators in the and and the, it could be a good battle if we let it go a little bit. Uh, that's gutsier than what I would have done, that's for sure. But that, that's awesome. Um, you you ended up having a good lead coming off the river. Um, Deb had a bit of trouble, I think, with a rudder in the in the boat, and sort of that uh, she struggled as a result of that, unfortunately. So, um, but what was going through your head on that final bike lead, heading for the finish line after having that reasonable lead coming out of the boat? Yeah, so here's the thing. When I came out of the boat, um, what I got told from my support crew, they were like, shit, where have you been? We lost you the whole entire pedal. So that was mm. a surprise for me where I'm like, oh, I've just been pedaling down the gorge. Like, what What do you mean? What should I have done? I'm different, you know, like going for a picnic or, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so they were like, yeah, we, we had no idea where you were. And I think my partner almost had a heart attack, poor guy, <laughs> because he thought, oh, shit there's something like you know um a repetition from 2020 when i dnf and pulled out so he was oh he was yeah poor bugger um anyway so i they had no idea what's the time difference because they didn't know where i was and so mm. they couldn't give me any splits and so i guess i didn't really think much apart from just get on the bike and ride as quick as i can to the finish line and hopefully i break that tape first and if you look at the videos, which some people posted, I didn't look that great coming out of the boat. I was like really sore and hobbling. And I probably probably gave a lot of other people, you know, support with motivation for their for the girls. It's like, oh, she's, you know, she's she's hurting. She's going to yeah. probably fall apart. <laughs> but I guess the good thing is with me, no, better, no matter how bad I look like hobbling and being in so much pain, I know as soon as you put me on that bike, I, I still can ride quite reasonable. Um, Mm -hmm. So what I thought to come back to your questions, what I thought on that last bike, as I know I didn't I didn't know where they were, but what happened sort of maybe 15 k's into the ride, this car passed me and pulled over, and these guys with an orange bib put out it looked like marshals from the race, and they keep yelling at me, you've got a 17 minute lead. So then I had a good under understanding of you know I had a a good lead, not a you know well a pretty good lead. <laughs> So therefore, first I thought, oh, maybe we can make this even a bigger lead, you know, like put the hammer down because I love cycling and okay. we had this amazing table. And, but man, I, I definitely at some point when we had hit the crosswinds, I definitely um, let go of this idea of putting more time into them. I was like, I just need to make it to that finish line as quick as I can. And even turning into the last road down parade, I was like, if I have a flatty now, Okay, I could probably hobble to the finish line and still mm. just make it. Or I could ride on the rims. Wouldn't be good for the rims, but I probably could just get away. I think what I always do, I don't take it for granted. I never celebrate too early till like I literally, you know, like run up that sandy hill <laughs> and grab that tape first. And yeah, but I probably celebrated a bit when I turned into the last corner where I'm like, oh, I was quite emotional. <laughs> it was pretty yeah. emotional. It's like, oh. This is unreal. I don't know how I did. I mean, I I did it. I know I did it, but you know, it's it was pretty emotional. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good on you. Good on you. And great to be able to acknowledge it as well and actually soak up that 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 emotion and let yourself actually feel that emotion when you're coming up up to the finish line. And uh, because that's what you do it for, isn't it? Like you do all this training, um, and to be able to 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 achieve your goals and actually to be able to um to be able to break that tape first is pretty amazing and not many people get a chance to do it and you've done it five times. 
Yeah. And I mean, you know, even for me, it wasn't, it looked maybe like a perfect race and it looked like for people or, you know, she was second on the run, what a great position she's in. And she did the pedal and just blew them all apart, which I had no idea. But I had also things like Hamish that didn't go, not everything went smooth as mm. it should have been. So it wasn't the clear, beautiful, amazing win. <laughs> and even I was just so, I got so much chafing and even on my bike, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this ever again. But I keep saying this the last five years. <laughs> And here I am again. <laughs> but it's so rewarding when you go through that pain and you come out on the other side. Not that it needs to be that way, but you know, like it's it's mm. it's probably even more rewarding when when yeah, you have a good outcome, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean it's probably not the question we want to ask at the moment because you need to continue to to just soak it up and soak up the wind, but but we have to because <laughs> um because everyone wants to hear is is what's the future hold for you and 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 will you be back for a potential um sixth title <laughs> well it's actually funny because first well I made the statement that this is my last one kind of <laughs> and yeah. kid you not the day after I was like man imagine imagine I do it six times <laughs> what? so I I don't know yet but I thought a while I'm on a podcast it's like well if I get a bike sponsor, that's one thing that's missing in my life. I might be back <laughs> in some yeah, gear sponsor. <laughs> um, I, I still believe I could probably shave off a few minutes, especially on that last bike ride with the perfect gear, you know, like uh, yeah. the right bike. <laughs> but yeah, as you know, bikes are not the cheapest and it's really hard to yeah. get a sponsor these days. Anyway, I'm just putting it out there. So you might see me back at that end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but who knows? I don't know. It's so early these days. You know, I'm super excited right now. I'm on this high and it's like, it's very addictive. Like that's another mm. good and bad thing. Like it's just such, it has such a good buzz and such a good hype where I thought even if I don't do the one day, I probably love to be involved in the two day tandem or mentoring a school, you know, a school team through, yeah, you know, like I, I, I just love the whole circus. <laughs> it's such a cool community. Um, yeah. Camaraderie and everything. We do look forward to seeing what transpires in because it is a pretty rare, this is a very rare time we're in. You're sitting equaling Kathy Lynch. You could take and hold the record for the most female wins ever. And it will be a long time before that's uh, challenged or broken and possibly may never will be. Like such a rare opportunity presents you right now. I know. It's <laughs> what have you done? Uh, I'm just trying to build for next year already, you know? Like, yeah, it's, it's the podcast <laughs> rating. Building the storyline already, Richard, for next year. Oh, just no, need a well bike sponsor. Just need a bike yeah, sponsor, sponsor, you know? Well, well the, the, uh, the podcast is a, fair, a pretty solid reach, so, so I'm sure we'll be all over it after this. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, Thanks, guys. Hey, well, well done, Simone. Um, absolutely stoked to see you have have a have an awesome day out and finish so strongly and and uh, make sure you do uh, celebrate this one because it's pretty awesome and pretty special. So yeah, congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank and thanks for having me on the podcast. Appreciate yeah, well it. Done. Thanks, Simone. Congratulations, Thank you. Simone. Our uh, 
42nd running of the Kathmandu Coast to Coast, five-time champion, Simone Mayer. Um, stay with us, everybody, because uh, we've got – I just want to go through a couple of other things shortly, but uh, we've still got your interview that you did with uh, Hamish Blake, of course, Lego Masters mm-hmm. Australia host and many other funny things that that man's done. That was a hell of a weekend, I can tell you, been involved with him. Uh, Glenn Curry, our race director, is going to join us at the end of the program and just uh, share his thoughts across the weekend. Um, but just a couple of quick things. One, I want to just talk about the kayak. There's a couple of cool things uh, that, you know, I love. I love how after the race, all these photos start coming out, all the stories start coming out uh, along the way. At the kayak uh, get out at the gorge, we all know how everybody feels after they've been in the boat for five or so hours. And and uh, we did see this photo, and hopefully you're watching this and not listening to the podcast, but um, Andrew Davidson, this this has to be the capture. <laughs> this has to be almost the capture of the coast to coast. Look at that face. That <laughs> That's that's a that's a man who is ready to get out of that boat. Had completely had enough. He is not happy at all. That, that's very good. That's a great photo. Um, and speaking of kayaking, um, another really good story I heard from uh, uh, Tasman, who I coach. He his, his support crew had a chat to me at the finish line, and they said, "Did you hear about what happened uh, when Tasman went to get into his boat? We 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 didn't go so well." And he he um, basically what happened is they put their boat, screwed in it, put it down by the beach, and were waiting for Tasman, waiting for Tasman, waiting for Tasman. Tasman never arrived. So, so that oh no, we're going to have to go and pick up his boat, and he's obviously crashed or something's happened. So we'll, oh, we'll we'll go and grab his boat, and then we'll we'll head up the road and head back towards uh, Klondike to catch him. Um, so they went back to pick up his boat, and his boat wasn't there. Uh, Tasman's shoes and his helmet were sitting there, and no boat. So Tasman had run in. There's no support crew. Oh, well, I better get myself changed, get into my boat, take, carry my boat down to the river, and get in and paddle away. So, um, so how good is that? And uh, and it's a happy ending. Tasman made it to the finish line. His support crew were at the end with his bike, right? Bike to be able to get to Christchurch and and uh, carried on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the st- um, the stress of the support crews, eh? Like uh, that's um, just this the unknowns. I I, I witnessed. Um, well, actually, the long story of the of the, the long version is is that when we after we'd put you in the water at Mount White. Um, and I'm walking around uh, doing a few and just mucking around there on the beach. And Nathan Fave walks past me and he's just casually walking through all the boats as he's uh, walking along. There. And I noticed he had a bib on and it had Katrina written on it and, and, and a PFC. And I, I just thought, oh, okay, he must be support crewing for, uh, for whoever Katrina is. And he's just carrying all the gear around. And, and so life went on and a few other people got in the water and uh, so on, so on transport myself around to the gorge waiting for waiting for you to arrive again we get our first paddler i think we may get our second paddler in and then all of a sudden this boat comes from buddy (laughs) turns right and is still on full noise uh thundering towards the beach and uh it's buddy nathan farve uh, so i don't know what paddle time that guy did but he must have had a had a hell of a paddle time when I last yep. saw him, he was still walking around the beach. He wasn't even on the water. and uh, But I've never seen a guy drive a boat so far up that beach at the gorge. In fact, I think he had to get him, had to get him self out 
um, of the boat because he'd blown past all the people that are there to help him. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he did go past me, and he said uh, at the beach at New Brighton, um, "I thought you'd get on my wash." And I and I jokingly said, "Yeah, I was on there for about two seconds, but actually, in hindsight, I probably wasn't even on there for two seconds. It's probably only half a second before he <laughs> carried on." <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, let's just throw this out there. This was a, a little story from from race day that was shown at the. Um, at the the prize giving if i push this and uh see if this one was to work about sam pierce now if i look down i see one shoe yeah unfortunately lost it in the mud just before dudley's knobs so sort of the last 12ks and sort of wrapped the fleece around the foot and tried to carry on but yeah so tell me mate where'd you get the insulation tape or the uh the old electrical tape from uh, I found the strapping tape in my pack and then luckily one of the um, tie mats had a bit of electrical tape and sort of tried to try to mock it up the best I could for the rest of it. Yeah. That's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> I just listening to that is actually he he stole some electrical tape from the timing mat. Yes. Yes, <laughs> he? he had a bit of his own duck, did he not? To he start with, and then yes. the had, had some electrical tape, and and uh, that's determination to get to get yourself all the way to the end, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, shall we have a chat to Hamish Blake? Do you reckon is it time for that? Yeah, look, let's just put a bit of uh, a bit of a ring around that. Of course, Hamish mm. and his uh, Hamish Blake, of course, from Australia. A lot of people will know that he's a uh, television star, media star radio but just generally funny guy i've i've i don't think i've ever in my life heard so many one-liners that just keep rolling out of a guy's mouth uh all weekend yeah. long but uh vaughn vance his american mate that came over the two of them were just an absolute pleasure they were genuinely absolutely they were starstruck with the event that's probably the way to put it they were starstruck mm, with how good this Kathmandu Coast to Coast was. They thoroughly enjoyed every moment. They pushed themselves to the limit. They uh, were seen. Um, I don't know, actually, I should have watched this video first in case I give all this away. But they were seen rubbing each other's thighs. Uh, up, <laughs> no, that's, that's <laughs> not part of the video. Okay. Well, I do know that uh, Vaughan must have got cramped somewhere in the uh, on the way up Goat Pass, and so they laid down <laughs> in the bush. And uh, uh, Hamish is over the top thoroughly rubbing <laughs> rubbing down when uh, somebody else just happens to come walking past to see these two grown men in the in the bush um rubbing each other down so uh, they they had an absolute hoot and uh, certainly challenged themselves all the way through uh, this race that's right that's right so i had a chat to hamish this afternoon um there was a little bit of a internet glitch about two minutes in so i've just cut that off the front of it so we're going to go straight into the interview and uh we'll just throw it throw it at you um but it, i'm sure you'll enjoy this for the next uh, few minutes or so and we'll push some buttons and see if this works um okay so rewinding a slight bit i have massive cankles and I think it's just, I think it's from just kind of like pounding away on the ankles a bit over the run and then the pedals in the kayak and then flying immediately afterwards, like the fluid in your body. I thought okay. it was that. Then I, then I went to the doctor actually this morning because I kind of also tore the skin off one of my ankles a lot with the um, strapping tape. Like it was just kind of rubbing okay. the run. Yep. And I think it, well, it has got infected because I, I thought it was just cankles. And then the doctor this morning uh, described it as a whopper of a staph infection. So, <laughs> okay. okay. I, got puffy, right. I got a puffy hoof. But apart from that, I mean, for all things considered, what could 
again, like jumping into this with zero experience of this race, like, you know, the, I would say I came out in the, the good end, the lucky end of what could mm -hmm. potentially happen to your body when you just have no, um, you're not weathered for that kind of thing. That's right. That's right. Well, well done for admitting that you've got cankles at a, as a middle-aged man. I think you've done very well with it. I only do it because I'm like hoping that they'll fade away. <laughs> yeah, good. So, so for you, like, um, you, is this something that you've been looking to do for a while? What's your background like? And, and what was it like coming in as an international to do this event? Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, my, my buddy Vaughn and I, we, we picked it because it had a, a large degree of uncertainty to it. Like we, I, I enjoy, like, I would say the only thing I really have any experiences in is, is cycling and kind of like longer events and longer days on the bike. I, I love riding, but I have, I've always kind of avoided running for the last 10 years of my life because of my knees and now my ankles yep. are being okay. an issue. Okay, so knees uh, are fine? Knees are, knees are not too bad. Maybe all the fluid <laughs> just slipped <laughs> knees down into the ankles. Uh, yeah. And But, you know, it had, it, it had that kind of like tantalising mix of a really a daunting challenge, but that's yeah. something that maybe like with the right application of, you know, the strategy and support, like it was an interesting problem to solve while yeah. still at the same time being quite scary. So yes. that was our motivation really. I mean, and I, I've, I love New Zealand being, you know, we, we holiday to New Zealand a lot and I've got Kiwi mates that have done coast. And so I've known about it for a long time and it, but it, it had kind of always stuck in my mind as like that, that way too hard thing to attempt. But then I guess as time wears on, you sort of, you can imagine like I'm 42 and mm. that's probably not an uncommon age for a lot of competitors kind of in the that's field. Right. Yep. You kind of hit an age where you go, well, I'm not getting any younger. And like, I either have a crack at this thing or I don't. And and yep. from there we kind of committed. And I think that is the beautiful thing about the event. Like I'm, uh, there's absolutely nothing special about, you know, me, we were just like grinding away out there. And what I loved about the event is you're either at the pointy end, like there are obviously there are people there to race the event and um, that's awesome to watch. Mm. And then there is a huge band of people in the middle of all ages and stages and abilities where what I loved about it was sort of the only difference between the people that are doing this event and are not doing this event is people that just decide to do it. They're like just people that are yep. like, I'm here because I decided. And with that, yep. That, that begins their journey and and yes. and that's what makes it so cool at the finish line you're surrounded by people who kind of feel like they've just climbed everest because it, it they're yep. kind of even though they've trained for it for months there's still that kind of like so for a lot of us there's that shock and awe of like i made it yeah 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 i have got myself organized of and i've had this massive adventure and it's that shared experience at the finish line as well isn't it of yeah. of what's gone on beforehand so exactly. so tell us the yeah sorry karen no, exactly. And that's the beautiful part on the course too, is is that that's the energy that kind of like pulls people along on the course as you leapfrog people, then they leapfrog you and you run back into the same kind of people in the adventure. Again, you know, this is in the the, the, the middle of the pack and you just, you know, friendships form and you're, you're kind of watching other people's adventures unfold alongside yep. yours. And that's that's the fun of the days. Nice, nice, nice. So we're talking a lot about fun and all the good stuff. You talked a little bit about cankles there before, but are there, were there any low moments? You did it with your mate Vaughn. Were there any yeah. moments that you were sort of like, uh, oh, uh, I've had enough of him or, or we're battling here? I did notice a run up the finishing shoot, which we'll get to shortly, but you actually pushed him backwards just before <laughs> the finish line. <laughs> I noticed that. I was like, ah, I see, I, I see. A last minute ditch to win by a second. <laughs> um, 
No, I mean that was that was that was just me mucking around. But, just better. Just better. Uh, well, I mean the beauty of the tandem, like thank thank thankfully, like you hope when you enter the tandem, you know, like I suppose rewinding a bit again for just like the the civilians like myself entering, not the athletes. You you're entering this because you know something's going to go sideways. Like you yep. you're deliberately throwing yourself into a situation that's full of unpredictable things, like your body, your organization the terrain the weather the natural environment like you what's going to happen to your mind and that's the fun of the event you're throwing it in there and i suppose the, the appeal of doing it as a tandem is you you're 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 gambling on the fact that it's going to be better to have a mate next to you uh it's going to be a net positive rather than a <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. you don't really know it could yeah it could just end up in like big fights and meltdowns but luckily i you know for Vaughn and i we came out of it you know getting exactly what we wanted out of the experience we had some real low lows like we swam three times on the okay. paddle and and not just three times but just three times in the space of an hour i think too so our paddle leg ended up being about six hours but for one hour i think the three times we were in were all really close to each other Okay, so and, so so the the start and end were amazing, but then the middle, yeah, yeah, and then the middle was like just somewhere in the middle of the gorge. Like I don't even know yeah. enough about it to give you any landmark, except if you're out there, you'll see a giant yellow scar along one of the cliffs as our boat <laughs> bashed into the wall. But yeah. so that can be known as Hamish and Vaughn's corner. That was our first okay. fallout. Okay, I'll but look out the, for it. Yeah, I mean that was that had that real feel, and and that's but we were sort of at the same time. We're like we're jackhammering, we're freezing, we're trying to eat food mm -hmm. and like. You know that was probably you know we, we know that was our low point and and it was you could just feel the momentum shifting to you because we we got to like 35 k's and we were feeling pretty good and then it, it was kind of like we were talking about it afterwards well i was because vaughn doesn't understand this analogy but it was like a cricket match because <laughs> he's from america but okay. it was like in cricket like we had a great like we had an opening partnership of 100 and then we just lost yeah. three quick wickets <laughs> and, we <were> like, oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the, the opposition are on the front foot and you're like what's happening but it was that funny thing where we, you know you have to be realistic about it too like it also it's very the fun of the event it humbles you like you can't yeah. it's like we we have to you know like we're like hey we're sh we're not like we back ourselves we know we'll get through this we love each other we're like here for the adventure but we also have to be realistic like we're pretty shit at paddling so this isn't <laughs> a surprise like Vaughn we had this moment where Vaughn's like man this is like this is not this is not like what are we doing wrong man like we because we we came over with top sport at the start of january just so we've done the ymac one time which yep. was mm -hmm. a massive like i we just wouldn't have made it without those guys so yeah. huge to actually have seen the ymac before doing it so he's vaughn saying there he's like man we've been down this river we didn't fall out like what's different and i was like well we're not here with two great instructors like telling us exactly <laughs> where to go and we have no experience of this discipline. So like, we can't be surprised by how bad things are going. So that's, you know, it's like you do this event to seek out a little bit of, um, a little bit of something. Yep. Well, it, for us, it was like, obviously, if you're racing for a podium, you don't want adversity. And we're not, we weren't after it. We just knew it would come and, and, and <laughs> sort of like in, in whatever form it does. And this would be the same, I'm sure, for everyone would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone has exactly a version of this story. We're like, well, when the adversity comes, you're shocked and you're cold and you're freezing and you can't feel your hands and you've lost all your confidence and you're paddling. But you also know that it was going to come at some stage and this was probably the test you were waiting for. And, you yeah. know, we were able to have a laugh and keep trucking. And that's cool that you got yourself back 
Oh, and, and again, and got yourself started again, and and obviously had a really good uh, back half the paddle, and obviously went pretty well. So, so that's the the fun. But reflecting on it now, to say actually that was a bit shit, but uh, we didn't lose another wicket for the rest of the day. Yeah, exactly. We managed to. We bought in a night watchman. It's just, <laughs> just for defense. It was the paddling equivalent of just blocking every ball, just get yeah. around every corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, so any other sort of key highlights, key moments of the event of as the event as a whole? Like you were, you travel with us, um, met you on Wednesday, come across and and uh, saw you again on Sunday uh, across those days. Is there any other highlights as the event as a whole that were pretty awesome for you? I think it's just, um, I, I think it's that thing of the you know they they as everyone says like you can't race the race before the race and you can't you can you can simulate a few things that you hope will be handy to draw on out there in your training but again as someone that's not an athlete like you know i'm not coming out as an athlete i'm not running go mm -hmm. past like 10 times before the event so much of it was making calculated guesses before the event to see if they kind of paid off during the event and i and i think i think overall that that's the lasting memory where you you know it, it's just that satisfaction you have of the culmination of even just thinking about it a lot for a lot of months that you mm. Back of photos of the early on that Friday morning of just like, you know, racking the bike for the first time or walking down to the beach. And it's just very fun to kind of look back and go, gee, that was a really long time ago. And yes, it, well, for us anyway, for you, it was, yeah. you know, not that long ago. <laughs> for you, it was many hours less, but for, <laughs> for us, it was like a really long time ago. And that is the fun of, of realizing like this event only happens with tons and tons of organization. Like, you know, having mm. teams, having you guys was just like, we were. Anytime we wanted a laugh, we because we also travelled, as you guys know, with two of our buddies from Australia, yes, John and Peter, right, yeah. who've been my mates for a long time. Anytime we felt like a huge laugh, we just went, gee, imagine if John and Hato were our support crew. <laughs> <laughs> we just wouldn't have made it to the beach on day one. Uh, no offence to those guys. They would admit that as well. So there's just such a huge production that goes into it. I think that's why you get that overall general feeling of like what a special event because it only happens through like a phenomenal amount of like it's so impractical like the amount of stuff you have to get organized blew my mind yes. but that's what makes it such a beautiful event and gives you those moments like you know standing at the top of goat pass and looking back and seeing the, the vista and you know laughing as you go through the run or like the it was an epic morning we took off on the bike it was all foggy like going along and misty and like all the natural beauty you only get that because so much effort's gone in from all these other people. Mm, you get. Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Hey, I just want you to touch on, um, we had Andy Sloan on our podcast pre-race um, and you actually ended up finishing uh, the second day with Andy. You, um, he actually paddled a bit quicker than you, which was interesting um, and was a wee way ahead of you on the bike. <laughs> Stayed in the boat, which might, again, um, yeah, is further evidence to this shocking theory I've come up with that if you train for something and you periodically increase your load and uh, experience, it, you get better at it. And okay, okay. Yep. This is also true. But yeah, Eddie, Eddie, he had a great paddle, um, you know, but I heard his episode, and for anyone, I'm sure a lot of people listening also heard his, his story, and this mm. is before I met him. A really phenomenal story, obviously, like just mind-blowing, and, and put everything in perspective to like, you know, very it's easy to get wrapped up in your own head and your own race and your own story and you know i'm turning up to start i'm going oh no i've got a calf cramp 
more like a, a, I'm worried about my calf. I've strained it in the days leading up to the race. And then you're like, man, Andy's doing this in the middle of six rounds of chemo. Like he couldn't mm. walk around the block two weeks ago. Like just such a phenomenal story. And then we were lucky enough to, yeah, to get to meet him and hang out with him in the days leading up to the race. And he's a, a, such a legend and, and just massively what a gift that, you know, he's, he gave everyone around him to to see that example that he was setting of just someone clear, like purely completing that event that I knew I'd trained for and like in, in had the fortune of like actual, you know, being able to train for it. He's doing mm-hmm. it on muscle memory and willpower. And yep. He was pushing himself through. And what really struck me, you know, as a dad, knowing that his kids were at the finish line and that was what was pushing him along and knowing that he was giving this example to them that will echo for the rest of their lives to go that mm-hmm. my dad was. Like, that was a very, very special story to to, to witness. And then as fate would have it, yeah, on the outskirts of Christchurch, Vaughn and I ran into Andy um, riding solo and we went, you know, what a great way to what a great way to finish like this is it, it's to what we were talking about before it's the people that are out there on the course that i think the more you look outwards the more fun you have even mm-hmm. though we all have to, like you're in the pancake but you have to be a bit internally focused but yep. it was always uh, my theory is the more more outward focused you are the more the more especially event feels so to be able to ride in with andy and then kind of front row seats as we ran up the shoot with him and watched his family come out with him and, and run up the shoot. That was, you know, that was incredibly special to, to witness. And yeah, what a guy, what a guy to see, yep. him, see him put himself through that. Yeah, that's that's awesome, isn't it? Great to be able to and and a big kudos for you guys to actually going. No, let's we've been we've been tracking along. We've got a big tailwind here, but we're just going to actually we're going to slow down. And and the in the grand scheme of things, that's going to mean more to me than. Uh, improving my bike time by three minutes exactly and it really did i mean it's like you know again we're right at the back of the back like if we said to someone hey we did a 70k ride you know in two hours or an hour and a half or two and a half hours no one cares like yeah we're not i mean we're, we're some eight hours off the pace at that stage so no really it's not like a trophy's going begging there's <laughs> yeah. uh, um, um, a much uh, a much clearer uh um, and more more meaningful goal presented itself yeah no, that's awesome hamish uh a couple of questions to finish up what advice would you give to someone coming from overseas wanting to have a crack at this coast to coast gig oh really good really good question look getting my advice is to get advice like talking to people that have done it before easily like listening to this podcast was really invaluable knowing that there's no way i know this is a bit of a luxury but there's no way the handbook which is great but can accurately portray what the event is like i read that handbook a lot and then coming over in january and doing a few days on the river with top sport and actually even just going slowly over go past which turned out to be not that much slower than we did the race in but like to see <laughs> the team to kind of like walk on it and get an idea of what you're signing up for it's very very possible like for um, there's many many capable people who have never seen the course before and they just mm-hmm. chuck themselves in and that's awesome like that was a huge difference for us and also just understanding that the the of the there's three there's three athletic disciplines in the race and then the fourth is logistics by far yep. and mm-hmm. and talking to people that have experience i mean i was coming in with all the sorts of wild theories about how like comfort was king and i was going to like change clothes at every transition and 
just gently people would go, oh, that's interesting, but you, you don't really see that a lot. You know, do you do your own thing, but you don't see that tons <laughs> because there's just good ways to do it. Like there is a lot of information yeah. out there. There's good advice people can give you on what like works for 95% of cases. And yep. you don't. Yeah, yeah. I also think, and I suffered from this enormously, like when you're really uncertain about something, you have like I have a tendency to like over conflict, like just throw everything yep. at it. Like I left yes, New yes, Zealand. Yes. I left New Zealand with about eight times more food and nutrition stuff than I used in the race. And I reckon okay, yeah. if I was to do it again in two weeks, the slight experience I would have gone is like, just you don't have to overcomplicate. Your yep. Keep it simple. Just keep it simple. You'll be fine. Like you're out there to do it. You know, there's nothing that there's nothing that buying a $50 pair of socks is going to solve, but maybe just being a little bit more prepared and um you know trained one soul like you only need a few bits you only need a few bits and pieces to do the race really successfully yeah yeah nice 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 so we will will we see you back on the start line again in the future once those cankles have uh improved <laughs> mate look it's a great i definitely am not saying no i i don't think my i i, I don't think I, I know my coast my relationship with coast goes is not um certainly not closed i had a few people tell me beforehand they're like you do get a bit addicted to it and i like my knees during the mountain run will won't believe that I'm saying this. Like they will be shocked and appalled to hear this. <laughs> and they're right here listening. I, I was going to say they are listening. Aren't they? they're, they're frowning at. They're screaming at me. Right. <laughs> they're trying to unplug the computer. But I, I, I do, I do think that there, there might be another adventure out there for us. Yeah, yeah. Good job, good job. Awesome, Hamish. Hey, thank you so much for your time. All the best for um, the recovery, getting right. Hopefully, you've done some washing by now. A few days later, and um, yeah, we'll look yeah, forward to catching yeah, up with you soon. We get around to that, mate. Thank you, and thanks to, to you know to you, you were awesome running things out there, Richard. Um, like quite phenomenal. I know you won't talk about this because you're too humble, but quite amazing that you're like leading. You know, you come in like blitzing the field, leading the age group, something like six overall or something and then just casually also just running all the team zp stuff like like you, you'd driven there that was quite amazing to see <laughs> i know you had a few hours to recover before we saw you at the end of each day but it was uh it was unreal to you and the team yeah, out there so yeah. thank you mate yeah no thank you well done have a sure yeah good job okay we'll catch up soon see ya cheers great Great interview. Just just two blokes uh, that were having a, a really good time. I, I need to just butt in with a couple of things. The, the first thing is, and I'll get this in so that Glenn doesn't get upset about this, is is that uh, what Hamish wasn't saying was is that you don't have to read the handbook. <laughs> I heard him say that the handbook doesn't tell you the story, but just read the handbook, everybody. Read the handbook. <laughs> yeah, let's read the handbook. Exactly. <laughs> I tell you, one of one of the funny things was, and he's talking about his knees grumbling there, was is that he came off the came off the run, came through the finish sheet, and he basically stood there and told us that uh that his that his knees were writing nasty emails to his inbox. But he wasn't going to read them till Monday, so he was he was ignoring what they were saying. Uh, they were saying a lot, but uh, I know it was great. Like it's the coast to coast, like it's an equaliser, right? It doesn't matter what, mm. what where you come from, what walk of life, who you are, what you are. It gets when that hooter goes. When Juddy when Juddy gets on the end of one of those hooters on a Friday morning or a Saturday morning, uh, everybody's uh, all on a very very level playing field from there on in. Absolutely. No, it's very good. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Hey, should we have a chat to Glenn? Um, he's been waiting patiently in the backstage there. He has. He has. I, I, 
thought he would have just been taking the time for another snooze and trying to catch up on a few things. Mate, is that his eyes open there? Like he was just doesn't look open. like he's had much sleep for the last few days. How you doing, Glenn? How you going, fellas? Good, mate. Good, good, good. Are you still on a high? Were you, were you, or you, or you just you're battling? Where, where are you at on the sort of grand scheme of things? You were, uh, um, you know, I'm good. I, I basically yesterday afternoon at two o'clock, I got my pack and I headed out into the hills and I got out today at about three p.m. I sort of just went out there by myself and wandered around and uh, yeah, it was good. So I'm in a good space. Uh, so that was my reset. Yeah. Good. Good, good, good. Hey, well, I need to say well done. Um, this is a, a road show. It's a massive event. And uh, and the weather, whatever comes up, you guys have dealt with it and, and you've got a fantastic team around you, obviously. But but you carry the can and you're the one that sort of has to make the final decision. So well done on a, a, a fantastic 40-second edition of the Katmandu Coast to Coast. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I just emailed all the team and I reckon it's probably – probably one of the best ones we've managed to pull off yet. So it just, um, yeah, like you say, I've got a really great crew and always say the right people in the right places and it just seems to, um, yeah, seems to happen now. So it's um, it's a cool thing to be involved with for sure. We've asked Simone and we've asked uh, Hamish and a few others about will they be back. <laughs> Are you asking me? Say, yeah, no, as long as, as, long as team, it's too much fun to be honest. So as long as our team sticks around, yeah, I'll be back. Um, I've got a few things that I want to um, tidy up within the event. There's always, it's actually a bit like racing. You sort of um, do one and you always have areas that you think you can do better and organising mm. events exactly the same. You know, you sit there and say, yeah, we're debriefing now. So, oh, I could do that better. We could do that better. So it's kind of the fun of it. And um, yep. yeah, we've got, we've got such a great team. We, we have, you know, we have a lot of good fun as well. It's a cool thing to be part of. I guess if you didn't do it, you'd ha- you didn't, weren't the race organised, you'd end up having to do it. So it's sort of a bit of a trade-off, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit daunting nowadays, Richard. So yeah, I mean you're you're still chipping away, so you make me feel guilty all the time. But yeah, um, yeah, that would be the, that would probably is um what would happen, I suppose. Yeah, well, uh, the, what what you're doing is you're you're preserving your knees, aren't you? So so when you do make a comeback, your knees will still be good. Yeah, well, the 25 k's I did with with a pack just at the moment, my knees don't feel that great, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm not sure. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, the um you you picked the the racing to be extremely tight in that elite field. Uh, the uh, yeah, what are your thoughts in reflection yeah it was awesome i yeah i obviously get, got quite excited about that and i mean obviously that um males field i think was the closest that we've had in years so it was exceptional mm-hmm. you know i think um was it a minute and a half that separated the top two and i mean after and super quick time so it's quite phenomenal after 10 hours and 45 minutes of racing that there's a minute and a half between two people over that terrain like that's um quite incredible you know and I mean obviously Simone had an amazing race and you know pretty much cemented the fact that she's definitely the strongest woman in multi-sport at the moment and uh but beyond that then the women's racing again was just uh you know really tight racing and you know a few changes during the day etc so it was awesome to watch yeah good stuff and what about your newly introduced youth elite category how good was that um yeah uh, the inaugural winners 17 year old finn mckenzie from marlborough had a had a fantastic couple of days and ella julian from Fokatane took out the women's field as well what is it how does this feel to you on reflection and what does it mean for the future of the event yeah it was cool actually and it's probably something we just built on um you know 10 years ago trojan took it over and one thing that they wanted to push was sort of the secondary schools area and that's um that's definitely that's taken off you know we have schools coming back every year to compete in that and as a result we've seen the spin-off of these young people coming through that have all done it during their schools you know um 
and you know Molly Sparks an example of that actually, and um, mm. you know she who been competitive in the longest day as well. So all of a sudden we've got these young people coming through that have done it at school, and now they actually you know quite talented athletes. And uh, so yeah, I was, I was pretty excited to see that. And um, yeah, I mean the racing was sensational, and probably the only one that didn't benefit from this is you, Richard. I think all these young folks coming in and uh, <laughs> sort of giving you a run for your money in that two day. Yeah, that's right, but but I mean that's for me like one of the things when I went like five years ago when I was like, oh, let's go and give this a nudge. Is that it didn't feel that the the two day especially wasn't that deep of a field, uh, whereas this year like it was awesome, um, and and yeah, hats off to you guys and and all those guys that turned up. Um, that a lot of those two day two-day athletes would have still be competitive in the longest day field but but the two-day is an awesome race so it's it's really cool to have a bit more depth there and um really mix it up at the front end of that field yeah absolutely and i mean you know i look at finn who won it i mean he's got he's got a lot of options in terms of his sporting um career you know he's yeah. been over racing mountain bikes over in europe and you know he's a real talent so it's cool that you know i think that two-day sort of comp- competition thing allows him to come race multi-sport as well as um you know, focus on his um his other disciplines as well, and you know, to commit to a longer stay at that age, you sort of got to that's that's got to be, you know, everything's got to be thrown in. So yeah, no, it works really well, I think, and um, I'm excited to see what it brings out in the future, and hopefully, it gives some of our young people who you know look at multi sport as a sport, you know, something to sort of aim for. That's right, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, so where are we at for next year? There's a there's a bit of yep, I'm keen to be back next year. What's happening with this ballot situation this time around? Yeah, so like I spoke last time, um, the ballot's up and open. It's sort of the same as, yeah, pretty much everything's happening. So as we talked about last time, so get your name in the ballot. There's a bit of questioning. Like I said last time, if you were not, if you were on the wait list last year, you would have been automatically entered into the ballot. If you are unsure of that, just put your name in the ballot. Our system will make sure that you've only got the two entries like you're allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, there, is a large, there is a large number of people on the ballot already. Um, we sort of knew that had happened and then, you know, Come um, February 28th, I think it is, the ballot closes and we'll be um, putting it into the system to basically issue entries and you have a certain amount of time to get your entry in. So, um, yeah, sort of status quo from last time, really. So, yeah, yeah, just get your name down in there. I've got on my notes February the 21st. It's next Wednesday, a week away. Oh, that might be the so last day, correct, yeah. The answer to that is just check the website. Don't take either yeah, of us. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're, we're, only, we're, only three days, we're only three days out from the event, so yeah, the brain's not functioning yeah. fully at the moment. Yeah, good job. The answer is do it now. Yeah, that's right. Get it in now. Yeah, and uh, yeah, that'll be drawn out, drawn out then. So, yeah. Good job. Uh, what if we lost something from the race? What happens there? Yeah, so lost properties all available in Methven, please, yeah, please email us. That information's all been, it'll be released in a newsletter today. So, you know, email us and, yeah, you can either come out to Methven and pick it up or it will be posted posted back once we get your details. Mm-hmm. And and uh, obviously you guys are always looking to improve and see what you can do better. Um, there's a feedback survey that's currently being circulated around. Is that true? Yep, so we, we definitely read into those feedback surveys. So please fill those out and send them in. Um, it's good information for us, so yeah, appreciate it if you guys can all, uh, yeah, fill it out, and we we definitely go through those. We can't promise that everything you suggest will happen. It's just, uh, you know, there's a lot of other things that go on behind the scenes. So, but um, yeah, so get those filled out, and uh, that that helps us a lot with in terms of our planning because often people see things that we miss. We can't be everywhere at any time. So, um, but yeah, I mean, some of the things, some of the things I was quite stoked on this year as a result of some of that feedback is how good were the Klondike toilets, Angus? That was a sensational. Oh, they were good, mate. Except it, like, uh, I shouldn't complain here, but I think it was about 5.30 a.m., and I'm sure we were supposed to be all getting up then anyway, but we may have just been located right next to about where the truck pulled up to 
really give it its first. He was emptying them out. It's probably time to get up anyway. That's a highlight. And then how good was Mr. Whippy on Friday at uh, Klondike? That was uh, that was yep, another that was thing. A hit. Yeah. That was definitely that was a hit. hit. Yeah, no, yeah. it was good, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it's good. Did you hear any stories? Like you're in and around and you've obviously got radios going and things. Did you hear any good stories over the weekend that we wouldn't yeah, have heard? No, I don't, yeah, no. I think um, that Sam Pierce one with the shoe was definitely one of my highlights. And then um, his name just escapes me, but the um, competitor that um, was doing the longest day and uh, basically – one of the school students' bikes. Um, oh, that's Gareth Holbrook. So yeah, Gareth, Gareth Holbrook. So he threw him his bike on the side of the road. That was pretty cool. Um, the radios, there was definitely plenty of chatter, um, you know, like on the river. So we got to hear, you know, I think one of the ones that probably had me listing out fairly carefully was when someone said, um, yeah, I've just had boat number 532 go past. However, there's not a paddler attached to it. And that, that caused some <laughs> at my end. So... But um, yeah, so a bit of a chuckle as well. But um, no, nah, yeah, I mean, there's there yeah, the, the, the radio is going all the time. But yeah, there's lots of things going on. Hey, tell us about the river because because it, it was really you know it was blustery. The wind was forecasted to be blustery, uh, but decision was made to still go down, which was all in all the best decision that could have been made. Was it at any stage getting close to being not not go? Yeah, no, we definitely. I mean, that wind forecast. We have we have parameters in terms of running the river, but they're not they're not set and fast. And um, you know, Keith, everyone's probably met or heard from Keith, our river manager. He's got a lot of experience on that river, and there's a whole lot of different things that we take into consideration. And you know, the weather forecasting was probably spot on on the weekend, wasn't it? They they said it was going to be windy on that Saturday. We knew it was going to be gusty in that gorge in certain areas. Um, the one thing that worked in our favour in terms of that was that the river itself was probably the most docile in terms of features that it's been in a number of years so we could actually um target our support like our um jet boats and safety kayaks to areas that actually had you know were probably going to be more threatened by wind to sort of take care of those areas how uh, we took into consideration the fact that generally the day was going to be warm up until that southerly hit but we were confident most people were going to be off the river by that time so we can look at all those parameters and say look you know like can we do we feel that we can manage it and yeah once, when we looked at all those things, we, we we were comfortable enough that we could um you know could manage the river in, in a way that you know we considered um you know in a, in a way that we considered safe. So and we were really we yeah you know, I, I was stoked with the river teams management on the day. They had they definitely had their hands full, but they just seemed to manage it really well, calmly. And um you know like where she you know the the um, percentage of completion this year was probably one of the highest we've ever had in terms mm-hmm. of the event. You know, the last five years that I've been involved, anyway. So that was, you know, that was probably a sign that how well that river was managed. So it was awesome. So yeah, good job, good job. Any last thoughts to wrap up the the coast forty second running of the Kathmandu Coast to Coast twenty twenty four? It was just an amazing weekend, and you know, thank you to everyone involved. It's like you know, everyone talks about why it's so special, and it is. You know, it's the crews, it's the it's the competitors, it's the support crews. Everyone's just buys into this thing. And I mean, you know, you listen to Hamish Blake, who he is, he is sort of a big deal, you know, and this is a guy, and, and for me, it's kind of cool for this event that a lot of people probably think that we go out and pay him to come along. Well, this guy emailed me sort of two years ago saying, I'd really like to do this one day, you know, and, and he emailed back this year going, I think this is the year, you know, that's that's the sort of event we've got going on where a guy actually hunts this out and then, um, you know, it comes and does it and then speaks to you for 20 minutes without you even asking a question, really, Richard, just like, you know, yeah, yeah. he's enthusiastic about it. And they came up and yarned to me and they just loved it, you know, and that's 
that's what we've got going on when guys like that turn up and actually just just for the experience we've got such a good thing going on that it's um yeah it's a it's an awesome thing that's happening and yeah we'll, we'll probably do it all again next year and i'm sure it'll be it'll be just as big and better again hopefully well done, well done. Well, you have got a great team and uh, make sure you do go and, and uh, celebrate the fact of uh, you've had a fantastic win on the weekend with all the all the um, the, the great stuff that you give people to um, with the coast to coast and the whole environment that it creates around the country and around the world, people training for this thing. So so um, you can be immensely proud of what you've done and, and what you're helping to put on. Yeah, thank you. And thanks from your end for all your input. Good to see you guys out there. Yeah, good job. Cheers, we man. love doing it, mate. It's great to be a part of everybody. Thanks, Glenn. We will see you, oh, well, if not before, next year, I would suggest. Well, maybe later in the year. Let's see if we're uh, being kept on, Richard, eh? Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, we're not saying too much at this stage. Well done. Okay, cheers, the jury, the jury's still out. Yeah. Thanks, Glenn. Uh, and that and that is just about the end of our uh, Kathmandu Coast to Coast podcast series, our fifth series at this our fifth year running it uh trying to bring everybody out there as much information as we can about such a great race that's it's right that's right hey just before we do go i just want to mention um rob glassford in the last couple of episodes we've talked a little bit about him he got a last minute entry in the last second and then he um sort of emailed about jumping on board as he was um what was it he was trying to ride up evans pass and uh, an old lady pushing a push to you walked past him or something like that. That's where he started. And I just need to share. I'm not sure if he was kayaker. Was it 532 that was paddling down the river without a, without his boat? But um, Rob Rob actually made it. He made it. He loved it. He'll be yeah. back. Um, he had a fantastic time. Um, and uh, what do you say? Um, miracles do happen. So um, so he's pretty fizzed up about his, uh, his um, weekend. So well done, Rob, for doing that. That's fantastic. And uh, also I need to have a quick shout out to Robin who come all the way from Holland to uh, to complete this event. He missed out on the longest day cut off by one minute last year. So he had a job to do, left his family back in Holland, has been training hard, has been sick, dealing with winter in Europe, um, paddling on a river um, in his dry suit because it's so damn cold, etc. cetera. And, um, and he managed to complete the event as well. So he was absolutely over the moon. So a big shout out to Robin to get that done as well. Yeah, look, I have got a little video clip of Robin of his finish line interview, and I think we'll go out to that uh, and we'll play that little bit out when we say goodbye for the last time for our, uh, like I say, fifth series at the Kathmandu Coast to Coast. Richard, final thoughts uh, of the 40-second running? Uh, yeah, fantastic weekend. Uh, the weather was awesome. The the vibe was awesome. Um, if, you get, if you're listening to this and you think, what well, should I, shouldn't I? Uh, just have a crack. Put your name down. Figure out how later, and uh, it'll be the best thing that you've ever done. Yep. Find yourself a kayaker, eh, Richard? Yeah, that's right. A fast one will help for a team. Yeah, but more on that later. <laughs> hey, look, everybody. Uh, thank you to everybody that was on tonight. Of course, our winners of uh, the Kathmandu Coast to Coast 2024, uh, Simone Mayer, five-time now five-time champion, going to be back for to, to have a go at six. I'm sure. I'm sure we've talked her into that. Needs a bike sponsor too, FYI. If you didn't catch that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hamish Elliott, ten hours forty-eight minutes. What a sterling effort that was, right from the start uh, all the way to the end. Congratulations, Hamish. Well done on being able to hold that trophy up. 
high uh, to Lizzie Morgan. Lizzie, congratulations on your two-day uh, journey and getting to the finish line, raising some money for a good cause. Richard Greer, of course, our veteran champion once again, back to back to back, uh, a true champion you are, mate. And again, uh, you know, like like Hamish mentioned in his thing, there's there's a lot more to it. Of course, Sandra working hard in the background to put the packages yes. together that we do and to keep everybody on task throughout the weekend. But Richard, without you, Team CP would be nothing. So a big thank you to you, mate. Yeah, and a big thank thank you to you as well for all your enthusiasm across these uh, these podcasts, but also the weekend you were you were doing some fantastic stuff out there, and it's been really interesting watching some of that uh, footage that you put up afterwards of where you actually got to and what you got up to <laughs> over that weekend. So well done you as well. Well, that, that goes to two things. Yeah, big thanks to Catman Dewey at uh, the Coast to Coast for allowing us to be a part of that because it's pretty special yep. to be a part of that and be allowed basically an all-access pass. There's also my old mate Chris who uh, tags along with me behind the camera and and uh, I said in our wrap-up one that I push-pull and uh, and drag him around the countryside trying to get what we want to get out of. Uh, and I can't do it without him. The, I can't imagine trying to go back to how we used to do this, Richard, with a golden mic and trying to hold a phone with a cord to it and all those sort of things. It's uh, yep. It's been so great been able to have a companion along the way and a, and, a, and a bloody good friend along that as well. So, again, thank you to everybody. Um, that's probably good it, job. eh? Well done. One last, one last comment. Dream big, start small, act now. Over and out. Copy. And this is Robin's uh, finish line um, interview. Six. Uh, Saturday night on New Brighton Beach here at the end of the coast to coast. Robin's made it here, mate. Oh, we are proud of you. Oh, very proud. It's, it's, I've been dreaming of this about 12, 13 years. It's just last year, I was about one minute too late at Woodstock, and now I just nailed it. Even with about with 10 swims during the kayak, I'm just. It's what I said. It's just the most beautiful. It's the hardest. It's the worst. It's it's the best. It's just everything. It's well, the best we were Kiwi event in New Zealand. This crossing New Zealand in one or two days. Why do I do it? Because I love it. Three, two, one, go! <laughs>